sharing with me, Tony, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome back to another episode of Oversharing. Hi, Maria. Hi, Tony. This is episode 24. Can you believe it? I can't. I cannot. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a very long time. We started back in February, I believe. I can't even believe I'm doing it. Mm. Mm. You were nervous. Mm. I'm nervous every time. <laughs> yeah. I don't get nervous anymore. But it is interesting. We have like podcast blackout where as soon as we finish, we're like, what the hell did we just say? Yeah. What did we talk about? Right. What did we say? We try to do, you know, we write the recaps and stuff and we're like, what even happened? Right. Which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> well, I always say that I'm going to have uh, early onset dementia. So <laughs> we've like prepared for that my whole life. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a really good memory. You get older. Yeah, sure. And you have so many other things going on and Yeah. <laughs> and the phone, you're on your phone and a lot of distractions. A lot of windows open. Yeah. A lot of tabs going at once. <laughs> you know, I got two screens at work, you know. Oh and... shit. What a world. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just distractions all the time. I don't even it's remember. It's fucking exhausting. Right? I don't even remember. Well, that's not true. I've been in situations. Like, I don't remember the last time alone that I truly focused on one thing. Like, even if I'm watching TV, I'm on my phone or I'm drawing on my iPad or I'm filling orders or I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Not Sometimes I think you're doing more than one of those at the same time. Always. I don't think I'm ever just doing one thing. You never have. No. You I never try. have. You, you never have. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that you could have, you had a, a radio playing, you would have the TV on, you would be typing, <laughs> you would be studying, and you that's what you did, and I could never. I don't, yeah. But there's, all, there's that lack of focus. I struggled so much in college because college was really the first time I had to study, study. Mm-hmm. I feel like prior to that, things, it came pretty easy. easily. Mm-hmm. I just retained very easily. And then college was a different ball game. And I think because I was being pulled in so many different directions, I wasn't able to focus. But now I'm wondering, now that I realize how much I usually have going on at one time. I'm like, I probably should have been not trying to just focus on studying. I probably should have been doing other things. Right. Mean, I probably went about it the wrong way is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, maybe if I would have tried to distract myself, I would have focused more. Yeah. Who knows though? Were you a good studier? Absolutely not. It sucks. I'm not a good note taker. Okay. I'm still not a good note taker. So when I'm in meetings and stuff, it's just awful yeah and then I write stuff and I can't read my own handwriting I don't remember why I wrote it what do you, do you think you just don't like you don't know what the important things are to write down I think so yeah I understand that I think so I mean the yeah I do I think so that's it 
And I it's get been that. my whole life, which if you're not a good note taker, it's hard to be a good test taker. Test taking just sucks. I always went into test taking and I can say that I be- now I believe I was going through anxiety. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Just the idea of testing. I'm, we touched on it a little bit when Holly on Holly's episode because right. she's a teacher. The standardized testing is weird to me. The idea that we're all supposed to be on one level, like right. meeting one criteria is very strange. But also the pressure of it and, I don't know, testing. I would get physically sick in college if I had a test. Yeah, I get <laughs> and, that. And then I'm so, in my head, I'd have so many other anxieties, like... Are, are people looking at me? What if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of class and now I have to walk in front of all these people? What if I drop my pencil? What if you fart what as if you're I walking fart? out What the if room? I sneeze? Like, I'm allergic to everything. What if you sneeze everything? and you fart? That's a snark. <laughs> For real, though. That's like, what, true. I mean, that would suck. That what's in the middle of a test? And then, what if on your way back, oh, no, it's you walk worse. in the class and as you turn to sit back down, you realize half the roll of toilet paper <laughs> stuck to your fucking shoe? That would it, happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm allergic to everything, so I always had, had a, a sniffle. runny nose, <laughs> yeah. red eyes, yeah. look like someone punched you in the face. I know. Randomly... N- Blood would pop out of your nose and just yeah. drip. You're like, what the fuck? So I was already I ugly. I wasn't sure if you, you were, know? like, part witchy. Like, I don't know. Well, bitch, please. <laughs> we know I'm a lot of parts witchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's for sure. Funny shit. Mm. <laughs> so, you know what? Something interesting happened this week. I wanted to bounce off of you. So, Jeanette McCurdy. Do you know the name? I do. Okay. She played Sam on Nickelodeon's iCarly. So for anyone who is like kind of familiar but never really watched the show, Sam is the blonde. She's Carly's best friend. She's always getting in trouble, kind of a sassy go-getter. Yeah. She didn't take anybody's shit. Um, she released a book this week. It is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And it highlights the abuse she suffered at the hands of her mother and at the hands of the execs at Nickelodeon. Her mom um, sexually abused her. She put a lot of pressure on her to be a certain size. A lot, just abuse all around. It was just yeah. a terrible, terrible yeah. time. I haven't read the book yet. I plan to. I've read a lot of excerpts, and I've been following different critiques online. So I fully. It shouldn't be a surprise that I fully support people opening up about their traumas and exposing their abusers you know and and not so much an an exposure that i'm saying they need to suffer or take heat but speaking your truth i support that fully but i did see some pushback on twitter that people are a little offended by the title i'm glad my mom died and i'm just curious what you think about that i say hell yes hell yes yeah i mean why she is maybe that brought her peace that's her time that's her, now it's her time to finally fucking live. That shit's over. Yeah. Like, for real over. Mm-hmm. And if you've never... And why are they fucking judging her? Like, Well, I mean... You know, they're going to... The, shut gonna up! Regardless. That's why people like us are here. Okay. You know, okay. to talk that Jeanette, shit. Jeanette, we got back. you. We do got you. That's mm. for sure. Yeah. Speak your truth, girl. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's 
generational trauma is a thing. Hold on, though. Isn't her book, like, selling? Like You can't get it right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, you can't get it. Exactly. Um, and people are in love with it. She's opening doors. She's opening doors for people to be honest about the trauma they suffered at the hands of their mothers. And that is a very controversial topic. And mothers and daughters... What a weird thing, you know? And it's generational, though. It, it's passed down, you know, because oh, you only yeah. know what you know, you only know what you experience, and you either try to emulate it or you try to do the complete opposite. It really depends, but there's a... it's What a strange dynamic, you know? You get your sons, and it's these little precious baby boys, and you're taught to nurture them and meet their every need, and then it's like you're given your daughters, and you're like, well, she needs to be as tough as I am, because I know what the fuck she's going to have to deal with. Yeah. Ain't that a shame? It's a different experience, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know as a daughter, I had a way different experience than my brother had as a son. There's nothing the same. No. You know? I do know. <laughs> One of the things I found interesting in some of it that I read was she highlights the jealousy, her own jealousy, things that she experienced on set because of things that were promised her and weren't delivered at Nickelodeon, but the jealousy that her mother had for her. Oh. And I'm curious, you know, if you've ever experienced that at all, if you've ever experienced jealousy, feeling jealous of your mother, feeling jealous of me as your daughter feeling what are like you know what I mean no I've never I I don't think that's in me do you know what I mean to be jealous of people okay um so no I don't I don't feel like I had experienced that right but I do know people who do experience it yeah you know I know envious people you know what I mean Am I off where, am I going a different way than what you were expecting? No, not at all. I just, I don't want jealousy to only have the negative connotation because I, I think like even something as simple as you probably didn't experience this, but I'm sure there's people who have children Mm -hmm. and they're watching their parents be grandparents to their children. And that interaction is probably a lot different. Yeah, I would say so. Than the parent child, you know, that's going to happen with us. Oh, I'm sure, but and I, I guess it's your your point of view that determines how you feel about it. But I'm sure for some people, it's hard to see their parent be so gentle and understanding and patient mm-hmm. with their child. It's like yeah. I'm so thankful you are, but at the same time, like you would have smacked the shit out of me for Correct. that. You know, not yeah. us. I'm just speaking generally. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of jealousy, or okay. even um, I think a lot of mothers and daughters maybe experience that. Um, I think my to mo- live vicariously through their daughters, you oh, know, yeah. things like I that. I think, I think my mom was jealous of her daughters. Okay, I do. And in what ways do you think that manifested, like that that she showed jealousy towards um, some of the girls? I think where we got in our lives with careers. Okay, you know what I mean. She. My mom always worked, so I don't want to take that away from her. Oh, she, yeah, she always provided. Worker, yeah. You know what I mean? We always lived in a clean space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like she, I don't know what the term is, but um, she would be one of those people where you say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go and take this course or I'm going to do this 
Oh, and she shuts it down. Right. Tells you all the reasons why, you know, even if it's zip lining or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I just lost track of what I was I talking think, about. I just had a thought, Help too. Like, put a, let's put a spin on the jealousy thing. Let's okay. look at it from a different angle. All right. Did you ever feel as if your mom was competing with you? Or did you ever feel urges to compete with me? And maybe you didn't realize it was that at the time, but mm-hmm. you look back. Um, I don't know if I ever did it intentionally. Right. But I'm sure. Right. It, I'm sure we all have and that competitive. Well, we were so close and I've been invited to all of your friends' weddings. Yeah. I've been, so that includes the showers and the birthday parties. So yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I think some of those times I went in a little nervous because I was so much older and they were your friends, but yeah. you were always so kind and inviting me. And I, that was fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That meant you liked me. Yeah. We definitely have a different relationship and you have a different relationship with my friends than I have with their parents. You know, like it's just a different vibe. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what it is that contributes to that. But I'm younger than most of your friends' parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I say fuck a lot more than they do, don't I? I don't know for sure. Okay, okay. But there's a there's a good chance. My bad. Yeah. Just checking. Um, but I think I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I really dig deep into my teenage years, I can find times that we both behaved out of jealousy or competition towards each I'm other. I'm sure. And we have gotten so far past it that it doesn't occur to us. But I would imagine a lot of women who have toxic mothers experience that you know to that feeling because you mad you know how it feels wait. when you are in competition with another no, 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 woman no, wait, though like 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 the woman who wanted her daughter to be a cheerleader so bad that she killed other girls it was not a mo- that was a movie yeah, right? <laughs> yeah yeah like that kind of yeah you know what i mean like you're you know or lit like force your daughter to, to, to be in pageants because you couldn't do it yeah. You know, or you did it and she has to do it too because without a pageant, you're nothing. You're nothing. There's a girl. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, I think I've talked about, well, I watch Vanderpump Rules, right? So there's a girl in there, Brittany, and she's married to Jax. You've probably caught some of this because mm-hmm. I watch it all the time. Jax sucks. And, but Brittany comes from this Southern religious background and her mom puts this, I feel like her mom wanted to marry somebody with money somebody in the public eye and since she didn't she kind of def- like put that on Britney and now Britney's in this shit relationship but I felt like Britney came from a place where the women in her life put so much emphasis and importance on being married and having children that it didn't even matter how Britney felt that's you know the what I mean southern thing. that's the way yeah. yeah like being married was more important than being happy in the relationship <laughs> that sucks that really does it's, suck. It feels and you like can forced tell, marriage. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And you can, you can feel the immaturity in the way that she's like, my whole life I dreamed about my bachelorette party. My whole life I dreamed about my wedding night. And all I've ever wanted to do was post the pictures and get the likes. And it's like, oh, you still have a whole ass marriage you got to deal with yeah, now. And only, yeah. you only planned for the parties. That's right. And, and they say you need to pl- plan Plan for the marriage, not, not for the, the wedding. Part, yeah, you—that's the advice you've always given me, mm-hmm. which 
I think it's so interesting because I joke all the time about how toxic daddy was, but he's given me so many good tidbits. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, like you and dad were in such a bad relationship, but you gave me so much good advice. And that's one of them, you know, I, plan, I live in that yeah, shit. Like, like, plan, don't, don't follow me. Do this do instead. This. <laughs> plan for the marriage, not for the wedding. Like yeah. that night doesn't matter. And I'm not downplaying, you know, people who feel that that's the most important. Like, go for it. It is your fucking business. But for me, I don't care. It's not something I've ever really fantasized. Like, I have no idea what dress I'd wear or what kind of ring I'd want. I have no fucking clue. But I know what kind of partner yeah. I want. I know the kind of conversations that I want to have. I know the type of man I want raising my children. Right. You know, and if this was 15 years ago, I'd be saying different things, probably. I mean, I still wouldn't know the dress and the ring. It was never my vibe. But I'm sure I'd be like, oh, so-and-so is going to be my bridesmaids. And I'm going to have... I'm like, And now I'm like, nobody calm, please... You know, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> just like justice of the peace or whatever. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just a different. It doesn't have to be a huge deal. Yeah. The important thing is, is that those vows are real, and you live, you live by them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just and you grow to together. Yeah. Be tough because I personally don't feel pressured by society, not anymore. And I don't feel pressured by social media to perform a certain way. I mean, when it comes to business, like my podcast and when I was promoting my book, that's different. But to myself, I don't feel that pressure. But it's evident that a lot of people do and Mm -hmm. that sucks like it Mm -hmm. sucks that there are people who open up their instagram and for them it's like a oh my god i have to make my life look this way or that person achieved this and i didn't you know that has Uh, to be such yeah an exhausting feeling i could imagine you know that is yeah i don't that's not my thing either yeah I mean, I like attention. Don't get me wrong. What kind of attention you like, girl? I like, um, I like funny attention. <laughs> you mean like you want someone to tell you jokes? Yeah. <laughs> I hire a clown. I don't. I didn't say a clown. I um, mar- <laughs> married a couple Wait, clowns. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> fuck off. <laughs> you said it. Wait, okay, so I want to gossip about something, too. Go, girl. I'm about to talk some shit. I'm going to try to be nice about it, but I don't know. So I feel like I mentioned before that there was a quote-unquote social media influencer. What a fucking term that I followed. Um, her, She's not skinny but not fat on Instagram, and she has a podcast. And when I originally followed her, she was doing a lot of stuff about the Kardashians, like a lot of the hot topics, but she was making it light and funny, but mainly focused on the Kardashians. And I'm like, okay, if the Kardashians have to be in my face all the time, at least someone can produce the news and also make it funny, you know? It it makes it better, whatever. But then she got the attention of the Kardashians. She was able to interview Kim and Chloe on her podcast, which, amazing. Like, good for you. You took what you love to do and you turned it into a career props because it's not easy you know but she became insufferable like her posts just became more and more self-serving and she would speak to her you know audience as if she is a kardashian and it was just uh so i'm like there has to be more this is months ago that i'm going through this you know 
moral battle. But I, I'm like, <laughs> there has to be more information. So, of right. course, so I go you to dug. So you dug deep. Duh. Give me it. Give me Duh. the tea, girl. I go to Reddit, and there's a subreddit about her. So, first of all, the first thing I find out, which I'm not that shocked, is that she has a racist past. So she was a writer. She used to write these blogs, and she's written some racist stuff. She's written some fat phobic stuff with not shocking considering the not skinny but mm-hmm. not fat handle you know right. which is already problematic and then she has she had shared some posts about um the possibility that sandy hook was a conspiracy so now she has this huge platform of over six hundred thousand followers wow. thanks to her exposure from the kardashians and a lot of people don't know that she has this history now is there a chance that she has changed and she has learned more Possibly, But my thing is always, like, if you get called out, just own it. Right. If you're suppressing it and you're blocking people who are calling you out, that's suspicious to me. Okay. So, anyway, I'm on the subreddit, and a lot of those people still follow her. I don't. But, of course, I want want the juice every now and then, Mm -hmm. you know? So, she posts all the time about her kid, who is two. And I guess he's going to school, and she made a post that said... He's in a classroom of eight people, and she saw his class list, and there's another Noah in the class. So she called the school to see if he could have his class changed so that he doesn't get confused. Oh. I want to know what you think about that. How do you feel about her behavior? And how do you feel about poor little Noah? Do you think he's going to be confused? I Did they set up a GoFundMe for her? <laughs> The distress this must be causing yeah, her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Noah. I don't... Yeah, Noah can't be around another Noah. Gosh. You know, God no. No. <laughs> God yeah, forbid. Yeah, you can't do it. Maria, like, have you been around other Marias? Yes. Have you ever found yourself confused? Never. I've been in many... I have a lot of friends named Maria. Yeah, I have a lot of co-workers named Maria. Common. Yeah. I mean... I've never been around another Tawny, so who am I to talk? Noah's going to survive, though. He's going to be He's going to fucking make it. He's going to be all right. All right. So, listen. Give me... That's not all you know about this lady. So, that already screams a little entitled, right? Okay. So, let me tell you what else she did. So, that was, like, this week. That was a couple days ago. Today, she posted a picture of Noah sitting at a desk, like, in an... Clearly an office, and he's on the phone. It's... It's... And it's someone's desk. And she says... Doctor runs our appointment behind. We're going to fuck shit up. And then there's also captioned, you just know how I'd be if this was a restaurant. Something along those lines, you know, to that effect. How? What do you think? I think... You've worked in doctor's offices. I, I have. Comments like that, she's a shitty person and she's got shitty fucking friends. Because mm, nobody's telling her she's acting like an asshole. That's the way I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your point? Right. Seriously. Girl, what's her name? Her, not skinny, but not fat. But her name's actually Amanda. I bet she's been around on the... I, she probably gets real confused. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, you, you must be. Anyway. Real confused at the mall. Um, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Isn't that... So that's like entitled behavior, right? Yeah. What is that? Would you ever... No. First I'm of fuck all... fuck shit up. <laughs> first of all, doctors running late. Like I wish that doctor saw it and he could be like, bring it, bitch. <laughs> Bring it in. And 
Also, I have to wonder, like, is this just a regular checkup or are you at the doctor's office because your kid is sick? Because if your kid is sick and that's why you're there and you have him at somebody's desk touching someone's phone. Yeah, like, that ain't cool. I mean, a lot of doctor's office now, I know, especially the pediatricians, you have separate waiting rooms. You yeah. have a sick room and a well room. Mm -hmm. You know, your regular visits, your regular waiting side, and then your kids who are sick. As you should. Yeah, so then well, you're not exposing more people. As Blah, you it's, should. All, it's all fucking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Common sense so and rocket you know science about this at the one? same time. Man, I, you know, I unfollowed her because I was finding myself... Oh, you know what she did? So she posted somebody, a tweet, a woman was saying how it's frustrating that moms act as if it's impossible for anyone to ever reach their level of tired. As if regular people who don't have small children can't ever be as exhausted as a mom of littles can be, okay? I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I agree. Like... Are you more tired? Yeah, but like, that's the journey you picked. You don't yeah. know how many hours I'm working. Right. You know, it, like it, yeah. And I and it it does. It's true. It's true. Moms can come from a certain judgmental point. You know. So anyway, this woman was saying how she was just expressing that she finds that annoying, and Amanda reposted it and was like, coming from someone who doesn't have kids, but she deleted it almost immediately, and it's like. Yeah, because I'm sure out of 600,000 plus people, you have some single women, you have women who don't have children following right. you, and they don't want you making light of their fucking struggles. True that. <laughs> like, who right. are you? <laughs> right. That's the thing, though. Um, if you find that you're posting stuff and you have to delete them, you need to rethink mm. your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know I, I mean? used to have that happen to me a lot on Twitter, but that's what I'm talking about reality TVs and uh, TV shows, and I'm real fucking stoned. And I'm like, what the fuck did I even just say? Uh-oh. Do I want that attached to me forever? Right. And it's always something about love after lockup or teen mom. <laughs> it's usually not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, people... People get real, uh, real ballsy. Um, you know what? I had real ballsy and stupid on the internet. I had complained about her to you before because she posted saw a picture of Sydney Sweeney, who is from Euphoria, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, right? And Sydney Sweeney restores old cars, and she has an Instagram dedicated to her restoring these old cars. That mm -hmm. she does this work herself. So cool. I would love to check it out. Yeah, it's super cool. So Amanda reposts her and she goes, oh, it's as if she was made by a man. Like the, and I was so turned off by this. Like, and apparently it was a trend. Like if men were writing characters, they would write a woman like Sydney Sweeney. She's hot. She's funny. She's cool. She likes cars. And I, I get the, I get the idea, but it's like, I just feel like you're encouraging that misogynistic mm -hmm. bullshit mm -hmm. when you play into those little tropes. Right. Why? Why? She's missing something. It's the pick me bullshit. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And 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 they will pick you, but you're until you, you leave the room. Yeah, exactly. Until you walk away. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to a guy friend the other day. Is that the thing with misogyny? Because I feel like a lot of men don't get it, and they feel like it's an attack. But here's the thing, right? So if you're a man and you're in a room full of other men, and they are making jokes about women, being derogatory about women. You have the option to ignore them, um, to laugh along when they bump your elbow, because they will, or to stand up and say, you know, I don't think that's funny. You don't have to talk about women that way. Now, more than likely, you're not going to do that, you know? Right. But even if you do, 
your safety is not at risk. Right. Now me, as a woman, if I'm in that room and that same situation takes place, I have the option of staying silent, which is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Or I can bump the elbows and laugh with you, which pick me. You know what I mean? Or I can stand up for myself, but there's a good chance that you're going to berate me, make fun of me, tell me why I'm wrong, or my physical safety could right. be at harm. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. So that's why it's a problem. And that's why men can't, straight men can't understand that. But that's why I think black people or people of color have a better time understanding it because you take that same scenario and you put a black person in a room with a bunch of white people mm-hmm. who are being that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's the most simplified way I could try to think of to explain it. Mm-hmm. it it's that feeling. It's right. that feeling of like, do I have the option of speaking against this? And you do. And you do. And it's like, but is my safety at risk? And that's where the misogyny, that's where the racism, that's where those different things come in. Yep. You know? And there are women who have that internally. You know what I mean? And I feel, I had it. I had it too. I had to work through it. Growing up in Northeast Philly, and I'm sure other places are the same way, but I only have the knowledge that I have. It's, It's interesting. It's very interesting and i think a lot of us women who grew up in the same area have experienced a lot of the same things because we kind of dealing with the same man over absolutely and over again. you know mm-hmm. what i mean um mm-hmm. so it's very it's interesting because we're also almost taught like i said with the kissing frogs like to endure you right. know intolerate suck it up suck it up and i find that in just like cheating okay so if a woman cheats on a man i feel like men people have no problem being like leave her what a whore how dare she instantly but if a man cheats it's like oh what was he going through you know men can't really share their feelings or they can't control their impulses. it was just sex it was just sex like there's always so many little excuses but if a woman behaves badly it's like cut her off yeah burn her at the fucking stake Mm -hmm. how dare she misbehave you know but yeah. men are given allowances and chances, and you just have to understand. You just have to. That's equality, girl. <laughs> That's equality, baby. That shit's rough, and that pick me bullshit. Like it feels especially yucky from a woman. You Absolutely, know? you're a traitor, dog. At, women traitors are the worst. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked before. Like it's not feasible to say support all women. Like I get it. No. I get it. I'm right. not asking you to like everybody Mm-mm. who's a woman. Welcome back to another episode of Oversharing. Hi, Maria. Hi, Tony. This is episode 24. Can you believe it? I can't. I cannot. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a very long time. We started back in February, I believe. I can't even believe I'm doing it. Mm. Mm. You were nervous. Mm. I'm nervous every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get nervous anymore. But it is interesting. We have like podcast blackout where as soon as we finish, we're like, what the hell did we just say? Yeah. What did we talk about? Right. What did we say? We try to do, you know, we write the recaps and stuff and we're like, what even happened? Right. Which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> well, I always say that I'm going to have uh, early onset dementia. So <laughs> we've like prepared for that my whole life. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a really good memory 
You get older. Yeah, sure. And you have so many other things going on and Yeah. <laughs> and the phone, you're on your phone and a lot of distractions. A lot of windows open. Yeah. A lot of tabs going at once. And I got two screens at work, you know. Oh and... shit. What a world. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just distractions all the time. I don't even it's remember. It's fucking exhausting. Right? I don't even remember. Well, that's not true. I've been in situations. Like, I don't remember the last time alone that I truly focused on one thing. Like, even if I'm watching TV, I'm on my phone or I'm drawing on my iPad or I'm filling orders or I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Not Sometimes to, I think you're doing more than one of those at the same time. Always. I don't think I'm ever just doing one thing. You never have. No. You I never try. have. You, you never have. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that you could have, you had a, a radio playing, you would have the TV on, you would be typing, <laughs> you would be studying, and you, that's what you did, and I could never. I don't, yeah. But there's, all, there's that lack of focus. I struggled so much in college because college was really the first time I had to study, study. Mm-hmm. I feel like prior to that, things, it came pretty easy. easily. Mm-hmm. I just retained very easily. And then college was a different ball game. And I think because I was being pulled in so many different directions, I wasn't able to focus. But now I'm wondering, now that I realize how much I usually have going on at one time. I'm like, I probably should have been not trying to just focus on studying. I probably should have been doing other things. I probably went about it the wrong way is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. And now I'm like, Oh, maybe if I would have tried to distract myself, I would have focused more. Yeah. Who knows though? Were you a good studier? Absolutely not. It sucks. I'm not a good note taker. Okay. I'm still not a good note taker. So when I'm in meetings and stuff, it's just, awful yeah and then I write stuff and I can't read my own handwriting I don't remember why I wrote it what do you, do you think you just don't like you don't know what the important things are to write down I think so yeah I understand that I think so I mean the yeah I do I think so that's it and I it's get been that. my whole life which if you're not a good note taker it's hard to be a good test taker test taking just sucks I always went into test taking and I can say that I now I believe I was going through anxiety oh I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'm sure just the idea of testing we touched on it a little bit when Holly on Holly's episode because she's a teacher the standardized testing is weird to me the idea that we're all supposed to be on one level like meeting one criteria is very strange but also the pressure of it and I don't know testing I would get physically sick in college if I had a test yeah I get that and then I'm so in my head I'd have so many other anxieties like are are people looking at me what if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of class and now I have to walk in front of all these people what if I drop my pencil what if you fart what if I fart what if I sneeze like I'm allergic to everything and you fart that's a snark (laughs) for real though that's true that would suck 
that was in the middle of a test. And then, what if on your way back, oh, no, it's you walk worse. in the class, and as you turn to sit back down, you realize half the roll of toilet paper <laughs> stuck to your fucking shoe. That would it, happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm allergic to everything, so I always had, had a, a sniffle. runny nose, <laughs> yeah. red eyes, yeah. look like someone punched you in the face. I know. Randomly... N- Blood would pop out of your nose and just yeah. drip. You're like, what the fuck? So I was already I ugly. I wasn't sure if you, you were, know? like, part witchy. Like, I don't know. Well, bitch, please. <laughs> we know I'm a lot of parts witchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's for sure. Funny shit. Mm. <laughs> so, you know what? Something interesting happened this week. I wanted to bounce off of you. So, Jeanette McCurdy. Do you know the name? I do. Okay. She played Sam on Nickelodeon's iCarly. So for anyone who is like kind of familiar but never really watched the show, Sam is the blonde. She's Carly's best friend. She's always getting in trouble, kind of a sassy go-getter. Yeah. She didn't take anybody's shit. Um, she released a book this week. It is called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And it highlights the abuse she suffered at the hands of her mother and at the hands of the execs at Nickelodeon. Her mom um, sexually abused her. She put a lot of pressure on her to be a certain size. A lot, just abuse all around. It was just yeah. a terrible, terrible yeah. time. I haven't read the book yet. I plan to. I've read a lot of excerpts, and I've been following different critiques online. So I fully. It shouldn't be a surprise that I fully support people opening up about their traumas and exposing their abusers you know and and not so much an an exposure that i'm saying they need to suffer or take heat but speaking your truth i support that fully but i did see some pushback on twitter that people are a little offended by the title i'm glad my mom died and i'm just curious what you think about that i say hell yes hell yes yeah i mean why she is maybe that brought her peace that's her time that's her, now it's her time to finally fucking live. That shit's over. Yeah. Like, for real over. Mm-hmm. And if you've never... And why are they fucking judging her? Like, Well, I mean... You know, they're going to... The, shut gonna up! Regardless. That's why people like us are here. Okay. You know, okay. to talk that Jeanette, shit. Jeanette, we got yeah. you. We do got you. That's mm. for sure. Yeah. Speak your truth, girl. I... Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's... Generational trauma is a thing. Hold on, though. Isn't her book, like, selling... Like, you can't get it right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, you can't get it. Exactly. Um, and people are in love with it. She's opening doors. She's opening doors for people to be honest about the trauma they suffered at the hands of their mothers. And that is a very controversial topic. And mothers and daughters, what a weird thing, you know? And it's generational, though. It, it's passed down, you know, because oh, you only yeah. know what you know. You only know what you experience. And you either try to emulate it or you try to do the complete opposite it really depends but there's a it's what a strange dynamic you know you get your sons and it's these little precious baby boys and you're taught to nurture them and meet their every need and then it's like you're giving your daughters and you're like well she needs to be as tough as i am because i know what the fuck she's gonna have to deal with yeah and ain't that a shame it's a different experience yeah i'd imagine mm-hmm. i mean i know as a daughter i had a way different experience than my brother had as a son there's right. nothing the same no you know I do know. <laughs> One of the things I found interesting in some of it that I read was she highlights 
the jealousy, her own jealousy, things that she experienced on set because of things that were promised her and weren't delivered at Nickelodeon, but the jealousy that her mother had for her. Oh. And I'm curious, you know, if you've ever experienced that at all, if you've ever experienced jealousy, feeling jealous of your mother, feeling jealous of me as your daughter, feeling, what are, like, you know what I mean? No, I've never, I... I don't think that's in me. Do you know what I mean? To be jealous of people. Okay. Um, so no, I don't, I don't feel like I had experienced that. Right. But I do know people who do experience it. Yeah. You know, I know envious people. You know what I mean? Am I off where, am I going a different way than what you were expecting? No, not at all. I just... I don't want jealousy to only have the negative connotation okay. because I th- I think like even something as simple as you probably didn't experience this, but I'm sure there's people who have children mm-hmm. and they're watching their parents be grandparents to their children. And oh, that yeah. interaction is probably a lot different. I, yeah, I would say so. Than the parent child, you know, that's so going to happen with us. Oh, I'm sure. But and I, and I guess it's your your point of view that determines how you feel about it. But I'm sure for some people it's hard to see their parent be so gentle and understanding and patient mm-hmm. with their child. It's like yeah. I'm so thankful you are, but at the same time, like you would have smacked the shit out of me for Correct. that, you know? Not yeah. us, I'm just speaking generally. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of jealousy or okay. even um I think a lot of mothers and daughters maybe experience that um I think my to live vicariously through their daughters, you know, things like that. I think, I think my mom was jealous of her daughters. Okay, I do. And in what ways do you think that manifested, like that that she showed jealousy towards Um, some of the girls? I think where we got in our lives with careers. Okay, you know what I mean. She. My mom always worked, so I don't want to take that away from her. Oh, she, yeah, she always provided. Worker, yeah. You know what I mean? We always lived in a clean space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like she, I don't know what the term is, but um, she would be one of those people where you say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go and take this course or I'm going to do this. Oh, and she shuts it down. Right. Tells you all the reasons why, you know, even if it's zip lining or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the negatives. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. So, um I just lost track of what I was I talking think, about. I just had a thought Help too. Me. Like Thank put you. a let's put a spin on the jealousy thing. Let's okay. look at it from a different angle. All right. Did you ever feel as if your mom was competing with you or did you ever feel urges to compete with me and maybe you didn't realize it was that at the time but you look back um i don't know if i ever did it intentionally right but i'm sure sure we all have that competitive so close and i've been invited to all of your friends weddings yeah i've been so that includes the showers and the birthday parties so i don't you know what i mean I think some of those times I went in a little nervous because I was so much older and they were your friends, but you were always so kind and inviting me. And I, that was fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That meant you liked me. 
Yeah. We definitely have a different relationship and you have a different relationship with my friends than I have with their parents. You know, like it's just a different vibe. Yeah. For sure. I don't know what it is that contributes to that. But I'm younger than most of your friends' parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I say fuck a lot more than they do, don't I? I don't know for sure. Okay, okay. But there's a there's a good chance. My bad. Yeah. Just checking. Um, but I think I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I really dig deep into my teenage years, I can find times that we both behaved out of jealousy or competition towards each I'm other. I'm sure. And we have gotten so far past it that it doesn't occur to us. But I would imagine a lot of women who have toxic mothers experience that you know to that feeling because you mad you know how it feels wait. when you are in competition with another no, 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 woman wait, though like 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 the woman who wanted her daughter to be a cheerleader so bad that she killed other girls it was not a mo- that was a movie yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah like that kind of yeah you know what i mean like you're you know or lit like force your daughter to, to, to be in pageants because you couldn't do it yeah. You know, or you did it and she has to do it too because without a pageant, you're nothing. You're nothing. There's a girl. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, I think I've talked about, well, I watch Vanderpump Rules, right? So there's a girl in there, Brittany, and she's married to Jax. You've probably caught some of this because mm-hmm. I watch it all the time. Jax sucks. And, but Brittany comes from this Southern religious background and her mom puts this, I feel like her mom wanted to marry somebody with money somebody in the public eye and since she didn't she kind of def- like put that on Britney and now Britney's in this shit relationship but I felt like Britney came from a place where the women in her life put so much emphasis and importance on being married and having children that it didn't even matter how Britney felt that's you know the what I mean southern thing. that's the way yeah. yeah like being married was more important than being happy in the relationship <laughs> that sucks that really does it's, suck. It feels and you like tell, forced marriage. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And you can, you can feel the immaturity in the way that she's like, my whole life I dreamed about my bachelorette party. My whole life I dreamed about my wedding night. And all I've ever wanted to do was post the pictures and get the likes. And it's like, oh, you still have a whole ass marriage you got to deal with yeah. now. And only, yeah. you only planned for the parties. That's right. And, and they say you need to pl- plan Plan for the marriage, not, not for the, the part. Yeah, you—that's the advice you've always given me. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think it's so interesting because I joke all the time about how toxic Daddy was, but he's given me so many good tidbits. Mm-hmm. And it's like this—like you and Dad were in such a bad relationship, but you gave me so much good advice, and that's one of them. You know, I plan. Fucking living that yeah, shit. Like, like, plan, don't, don't follow me. Do this do instead. This. <laughs> plan for the marriage, not for the wedding. Like yeah. that night doesn't matter and i'm not downplaying you know people who feel that that's the most important go for it it is your fucking business but for me i don't care it's not something i've ever really fantasized like i have no idea what dress i'd wear or what kind of ring i'd want i have no fucking clue but i know what kind of partner yeah i want i know the kind of conversations that i want to have i know the type of man i want raising my children right you know and if this was 15 years ago, I'd be saying different things, probably. I mean, I still wouldn't know the dress and the ring. It was never my vibe. But I'm sure I'd be like, oh, so-and-so is going to be my bridesmaids. And I'm going to have, I'm like, and now I'm like, nobody come, please. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Just like justice of the peace or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, it's just a different... It doesn't have to be a huge deal. Yeah. The important thing is, is that those vows are real and you live, you live by them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just and you grow to together. Yeah. Be tough because I personally don't feel pressured by society. Not anymore. And I don't feel pressured by social media to perform a certain way. I mean, when it comes to business, like my podcast and when I was promoting my book, that's different. But to myself, I don't feel that pressure. But it's evident that a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. that sucks. Like, it mm-hmm. sucks that there are people who open up their Instagram. And for them, it's like a, oh, my God, I have to make my life look this way. Or that person achieved this and I didn't. You know, that has uh, to be such yeah, an exhausting feeling. I could imagine. You know. That is, I, yeah, I don't, that's not my thing either. Yeah. I mean, I like attention. Don't get me wrong. What kind of attention you like, girl? I like, um, I like funny attention. <laughs> you mean like you want someone to tell you jokes? Yeah. <laughs> you hire a clown? I, don't, I didn't say a clown. I um, mar- <laughs> married a couple Wait, clowns. hold up. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck off. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I want to gossip about something, too. Go, girl. I'm about to talk some shit. I'm going to try to be nice about it, but I don't know. So I feel like I mentioned before that there was a quote-unquote social media influencer. What a fucking term that I followed. Um, her, so She's not skinny but not fat on Instagram, and she has a podcast. And when I originally followed her, she was doing a lot of stuff about the Kardashians, like a lot of the hot topics, but she was making it light and funny, but mainly focused on the Kardashians. And I'm like, okay, if the Kardashians have to be in my face all the time, at least someone can produce the news and also make it funny, you know? It it makes it better, whatever. But then she got the attention of the Kardashians. She was able to interview Kim and Chloe on her podcast, which, amazing. Like, good for you. You took what you love to do and you turned it into a career props because it's not easy you know but she became insufferable like her posts just became more and more self-serving and she would speak to her you know audience as if she is a kardashian and it was just uh so i'm like there has to be more this is months ago that i'm going through this you know moral battle but I, I'm like, there has to be more information. So, of right. course, so I go you to dug. So, you dug deep. Duh. Give me it. Give me Duh. the tea, girl. I go to Reddit and there's a subreddit about her. So, first of all, the first thing I find out, which I'm not that shocked, is that she has a racist past. So, she was a writer. She used to write these blogs and she's written some racist stuff. She's written some fat phobic stuff with not shocking, considering the not skinny but mm-hmm. not fat handle, you know, right. which is already problematic. And then she has, she had shared some posts about um, the possibility that Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. So now she has this huge platform of over 600,000 followers, wow. thanks to her exposure from the Kardashians. And a lot of people don't know that she has this history. Now, is there a chance that she has changed and she has learned more? Possibly. But my thing is always like, if you get called out, just own it. Right. If you're suppressing it and you're blocking people who were calling you out, that's suspicious to me. Okay. So anyway, I'm on the subreddit. 
and a lot of those people still follow her. I don't, but of course, I want I want the juice every now and then, mm-hmm. you know. So she posts all the time about her kid who is two, and I guess he's going to school. And she made a post that said he's in a classroom of eight people, and she saw his class list, and there's another Noah in the class. So she called the school to see if he could have his class changed so that he doesn't get confused. Oh. I want to know what you think about that. How do you feel about her behavior? And how do you feel about poor little Noah? Do you think he's going to be confused? I Did they set up a GoFundMe for her? <laughs> the distress this must be causing yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and then Noah. I don't... Yeah, Noah can't be around another Noah. <laughs> Gosh. You know, God no. For, no. Uh, <laughs> God yeah, forbid. Yeah, you can't do it. Maria, like, have you been around other Marias? Yes. Have you ever found yourself confused? Never. I've been in many years. I have a lot of friends named Maria. Yeah, I have a lot of coworkers named Maria. Common. Yeah. I mean... I've never been around another Tawny, so who am I to talk? Noah's going to survive, though. He's going to be He's going to fucking make it. He's going to be all right. All right. So, listen. Give me... That's not all you know about this lady. So, that already screams a little entitled, right? Okay. So, let me tell you what else she did. So, that was, like, this week. That was a couple days ago. Today, she posted a picture of Noah sitting at a desk, like, in an... Clearly an office, and he's on the phone. It's... It's... And it's someone's desk. And she says... Doctor runs our appointment behind. We're going to fuck shit up. And then there's also captioned, you just know how I'd be if this was a restaurant. Something along those lines, you know, to that effect. How? What do you think? I think... You've worked in doctor's offices. I, I have. Comments like that, she's a shitty person and she's got shitty fucking friends. Because mm, nobody's telling her she's acting like an asshole. That's the way I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your point? Right. Seriously. Girl, what's her name? Her, not skinny, but not fat. But her name's actually Amanda. I bet she's been around on the... I, she probably gets real confused. So anyway, yeah, you, you must be. Anyway. Real confused at the mall. Um, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Isn't that... So that's like entitled behavior, right? Yeah. What is that? Would you ever... No. First I'm of fuck all... fuck shit up. <laughs> first of all, doctors running late. Like I wish that doctor saw it and he could be like, bring it, bitch. <laughs> Bring it in. And also, I have to wonder, like, is this just a regular checkup or are you at the doctor's office because your kid is sick? Because if your kid is sick and that's why you're there and you have him at somebody's desk touching someone's phone. Yeah, that ain't cool. I mean, a lot of doctor's office now, I know, especially the pediatricians, you have separate waiting rooms. You have a sick room and a well room. Mm -hmm. You know, your regular visits, your regular waiting side and then your kids who are sick. As you should. Yeah. So then you're not exposing more people. As you should. It's all fucking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Common sense and rocket science at the same time. Man, you know, I unfollowed her because I was finding myself. Oh, you know what she did? So she posted somebody, a tweet, a woman was saying how it's frustrating that moms act as if it's impossible for anyone to ever reach their level of tired. As if regular people who don't have small children can't ever be as exhausted as a mom of littles can be. Okay? I agree. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I agree. Like, are you more tired? Yeah, but like, that's the journey you picked. You don't yeah. know how many hours I'm working. Right. You know, it, like, it, yeah. And, I, and it, it does, it's true, it's true. Moms can come from a certain judgmental point, you know. So anyway, 
this woman was saying how she was just expressing that she finds that annoying. And Amanda reposted it and was like coming from someone who doesn't have kids, but she deleted it almost immediately. And it's like, yeah, because I'm sure out of 600,000 plus people, you have some single women, you have women who don't have children following you and they don't want you making light of their fucking struggles. True that. (laughs) Like, who are you? (laughs) Right. That's the thing though. Um, If you find that you're posting stuff and you have to delete them, you need to rethink mm. your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know I, I mean? used to have that happen to me a lot on Twitter, but that's what I'm talking about reality TVs and uh, TV shows, and I'm real fucking stoned. And I'm like, what the fuck did I even just say? Uh-oh. Do I want that attached to me forever? Right. And it's always something about love after lockup or teen mom. <laughs> it's usually not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, people... People get real, uh, real ballsy. Um, you know what? I real com- ballsy and stupid on the internet. I had complained about her to you before because she posted saw a picture of Sydney Sweeney, who is from Euphoria, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, right? And Sydney Sweeney restores old cars, and she has an Instagram dedicated to her restoring these old cars. That mm-hmm. she does this work herself. So cool. I would love to check it out. Yeah, it's super cool. So Amanda reposts her and she goes, oh, it's as if she was made by a man. Like the, and I was so turned off by this. Like, and apparently it was a trend. Like if men were writing characters, they would write a woman like Sydney Sweeney. She's hot. She's funny. She's cool. She likes cars. And I, I get the, I get the idea, but it's like. I just feel like you're encouraging that misogynistic Mm -hmm. bullshit Mm -hmm. when you play into those little tropes. Right. Why? Why? She's missing something. It's the pick me bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And 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 they will pick you, but you're until you, you leave the room. Yeah, exactly. Until you walk away. Yeah. I was trying to explain this to a guy friend the other day. Is that the thing with misogyny? Because I feel like a lot of men don't get it, and they feel like it's an attack. But here's the thing, right? So if you're a man and you're in a room full of other men, and they are making jokes about women, being derogatory about women. You have the option to ignore them, um, to laugh along when they bump your elbow, because they will, or to stand up and say, you know, I don't think that's funny. You don't have to talk about women that way. Now, more than likely, you're not going to do that, you know? But even if you do, your safety is not at risk. Right. Now, me, as a woman, if I'm in that room and that same situation takes place... I have the option of staying silent, which is going to haunt me for the rest of my life, or I can bump the elbows and laugh with you, which pick me, you know what I mean? Or I can stand up for myself, but there's a good chance that you're going to berate me, make fun of me, tell me why I'm wrong, or my physical safety could be at harm. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's a problem. And that's why men can't, straight men can't understand that, but- that's why I think black people or people of color have a better time understanding it because you take that same scenario and you put a black person in a room with a bunch of white people mm-hmm. who are being that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's it's the most simplified way I could try to think of to explain it. Mm-hmm. it it's that feeling. It's right. that feeling of like, do I have the option of speaking against this? And you do. And you do. And it's like, but is my safety at risk? And that's where the misogyny, that's where the racism, that's where those different things come in. Yep. You know? And there are women who have that internally. You know what I mean? And I feel, I had it. 
I had it too. I had to work through it. Growing up in Northeast Philly, and I'm sure other places are the same way, but I only have the knowledge that I have. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. And I think a lot of us women who grew up in the same area have experienced a lot of the same things because we kind of dealing with the same man over Absolutely. and over again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it's very... It's interesting because we're also almost taught, like I said, with the kissing frogs, like to endure, you right. know, intolerate. Suck it up. Suck it up. And I find that in, just like cheating. Okay. So if a woman cheats on a man, I feel like men, people have no problem being like, leave her. What a whore. How dare she instantly. But if a man cheats, it's like, oh, what was he going through? You know men can't really share their feelings or they can't control their impulses. It was like, just sex. It was just sex. Like, there's always so many little excuses. But if a woman behaves badly, it's like, cut her off. Yeah. Burn her at the fucking stake. Mm-hmm. How dare she misbehave, you know? But yeah. men are given allowances and chances and you just have to understand. You just have to... That's equality. Girl. <laughs> That's equality, baby. That shit's rough. And that pick-me bullshit... Like, it feels especially yucky from a woman. You Absolutely. Know? You're a traitor, dog. At women traitors are the worst. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked before, like, it's not feasible to say support all women. Like, I get it. No. I get it. I'm right. not asking you to like everybody Mm-mm. who's a woman just because they're a woman. Mm-mm. You know? But that internal misogyny shit's rough. Yeah. And you're feeding the ego mm-hmm. of those men. Absolutely. And if that's the attention you're looking for, that's the attention you're going to get. <laughs> and I don't think, like, with the pick-me stuff, you don't realize, like, again, you're back in that room and you're laughing with them and you're like, oh, your jokes are so funny. You call in girls, you know, women, and I mean, you call in women bitches and hoes. Like, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> the minute you walk out the room, they're going to joke about what a joke you are for agreeing with them, you know? And that's why you can't win with men like that. Like, men that do behave like that because... Even if you buy into their bullshit, even if you go along with mm-hmm. it, like at the end of the day, they still think they're better but than they're you. But gonna, they're going to keep her around. Oh, well, of course. As a toy. But they still think they're better than mm. you. They still think they're above you. I know. So, and it's the little things that men don't ever have to think about, right? Like the fact that women are making less money. Right. Little, like, and, and that's how the conversation with my friend had even started because... I was like, yo, it's something that you can't understand because you're a white man. And he felt like I was saying he had those feelings because he was a white man. And I'm like, no, like, it'll never affect you. Right. Misogyny will never negatively affect you. Like, unless you're a woman or a gay man, you know, and, you know, it, it's it's not. I agree. Like, if. <laughs> and, I, you know, how. And trans. I grew up. I grew up and women. living it. And. And, and being it and I had no idea yeah. I had no idea what the fuck it was you're just conditioned just conditioned yeah. to give men pardons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no more but if they don't have any control and they don't know how to control their impulses and control their emotions then like maybe they shouldn't be in control of everything no it's pretty simple to me mm-hmm. and know? I love that new law that they're putting in some states where um, at 12 years old boys will get a mandatory vasectomy. They're actually... What the, states are doing Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to look it up. I'm good. Yes, they are. Mandatory vasectomy, and they cannot get it reversed 
until they are fin- financially stable. There's a couple of clauses. I gotta get it. Yeah, I know. It was like a pipe dream. Like, people were talking about it, but... Let me write this fucking shit down, because she's gonna call me out, and if I don't have <laughs> facts, I'm just as bad as Amanda. <laughs> Is that her name? That is her I name. Remembered? That is her name. Amanda. Yes. Yeah, true point. Yeah, it can just be frustrating when you already forgot what the fuck you were supposed no, no, to be no, no, looking no, no. up. The mandatory vasectomies. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Like, if you had a son who was 12 right now, what do you think? I would I would do it. Yeah. I would follow it. Absolutely. I mean, I guess it was it's no a, different than you putting me on birth control. Not, you didn't put me on birth it's control. It's reversible. I made the decision, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's reversible, and um, it's safe. Yeah. It's safer than what girls have to go through i had a guy tell me recently i was talking to a guy and he had a vasectomy and he his wording to me was great because he said well instead of trusting a bulletproof vest i decided to unload the gun (laughs) but he said he said you know um safety you know is the responsibility of both partners he said i took it upon myself i know personally that i do not want children he said so that's that so men on the internet say if you don't want to get pregnant, keep your fucking legs closed. Yeah, I know. We've... Dumbasses. Well, men, you know, again. <laughs> <laughs> Not always the brightest. Uh, All right, so we can get off of that. Wait, so jumping back to Amanda, uh, I know you said you were never confused being around other Maria's. But how did you feel about having a name that was popular? Did you ever care? I didn't. I loved it. Really? There were so many songs about Maria. That's and... true. No, I didn't hate it. No, and I it was think... it's a pretty name. It is pretty. You Maria know what is I mean? It's a good one. Yeah, and Did you think about that when you were naming your kids? Like did you purposely Well, I was supposed to be Lauren. Mm-hmm. Tawny was a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. But did you ever purposely think like, "Oh, I don't want them to have a popular Name. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was hard with, with your brother. Yeah. Boys' names are tricky. Because mm-hmm. I feel like all the good names, like all the strong, in my opinion, classic strong names, like they're, they are so popular. Right. You know? So it's hard to avoid it. Exactly. I don't have a common name, obviously. I've never met anyone with my name, but interesting story. When I worked at Olive Garden, during the time I worked at Olive Garden... I had served a table. It was parents and like one of, it was a couple and then the parents of one of the people of the couple. Okay. So I introduced myself, you know, did the whole spiel and they're like, oh my God, our daughter, granddaughter's name is Tawny. They said she has curly red hair and blue eyes. Wow. You know, like the opposite of me. And she was (laughs) three years old at the time, something like that. Um... And we were just joking, and they were talking about where they got the name, blah, 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 blah. So then at some point, I got into a really big car accident, and I wasn't working at Olive Garden as much. I took the job at Dollar Tree with Holly and Kayla, so there was, like, less physical work <clears throat> instead of waitressing. And a woman who wasn't sitting at that table, so this is, like, two years or so later, mm-hmm. and a child come walking in, this beautiful little girl with the red hair, and there I am at Dollar Tree with my tawny name tag, and she's like, oh, my God, her name is Tawny. And oh, it, like, triggered no. this memory for me. And I'm like, I know your parents. Like, I served them. Oh, and you know what God. I mean? Like, what a weird 
thing, but yeah. that kind of cool thing would have never happened if my name was Lauren. You know, I would Absolutely have known not. for sure if I was the right Lauren. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I love having a name that other people don't have. I can. Plus, I've always kind of felt like it fits me to have a name that's not popular. Yeah, unique. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of Tawnies out there, though. Yes, there are. I'm friends with some of them on social media. So. Me too, on TikTok. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think so. I no. love Mm-mm, Twitter. I love that. Names can be... Hold on. I'm not friends with them. I follow them. There's a big difference. Oh, okay. I got yeah. you. <laughs> I have to rethink that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a difference between friends and followers. Mm-hmm. Following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Names can be a huge thing. I've had friends who have gotten into like <laughs> fights with other friends over naming their children or stealing baby names. Yeah, I remember that stuff like that. going on in my family like that. Really? Yeah. I ain't got time for it. I don't remember so much. I got no time. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Some people do. I got time for that. Some people got time. Mm-mm. That has to be really hard to name your child. I've had friends joke that they realized how many people they hated mm-hmm. when it's time to name their kid. I bet. Because you start thinking of all the people. And you're like, I'm not naming my child that. You don't like. Yeah. That's yeah. funny shit. And I also knew a couple who they said... They would just randomly yell out the name that they wanted, like yell it angrily or yell it in excitement. And they're like, Michael! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if we get tired of hearing it or tired oh, of wow. saying it, we know it's not the right name. That's pretty funny. I know. I thought that was really funny too, but I just can't believe. I can't imagine any parent calling to have their child's. <laughs> it's just so I funny. was just thinking of Noah. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> well, I'm rehashing it in my brain, like laughing about it all over again. I was just thinking. You, of, you were thinking about Noah. I was thinking about Noah and the name Noah. Oh my God. This is another thing that I'm back to talking about this woman. Oh my God. So another thing that originally had turned me off. So Noah's two and he has a cousin who's around the same age as him, right? So one time she pulled, they, the cousin was sleeping in the stroller and they're focusing on Noah, letting Noah climb all over him and smack him in the face, like, while he's sleeping. They're like, oh, my God, it's so cute how they play together. That's not like, cu- they're not playing if one's asleep. <laughs> the fuck? Consent, dog. <laughs> Sorry. But the lack, tonight. the lack of boundaries. boundaries. Like, what is that? I don't... That's, that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't want a cat. They don't have any boundaries. They walk on your counters and shit. And they jump in my bed. Don't touch me if I'm sleeping. Yo, I have cousins. <laughs> my cousin um, and his wife have a cat, and it was her cat first. He was anti-cat until yeah. he fell in love with this cat. And Kitty's not bad. We we like Kitty. Um, doesn't really bother anybody. He, he's very selective about who he likes, you know, but... There were times where I used to house it for them when they lived at their apartment before they got married and I would hang out with Kitty and yeah, he would jump on me and scratch me and stuff in my sleep. Like being woken up like that. Mm-hmm. Not I, fun. I don't know how people do that on a regular basis. I couldn't. Oh my God. Or the time we had Holly's brother's, <laughs> do you kitten. remember? Kitten. Holly's brother's kitten. Yeah. Because we had a mouse in the Port Richmond house. And they convinced us that this kitten would help. The kitten would help. All the kitten did was torture the fuck out of me. Yeah. He used to take leaping jumps at my face. And land right on your face. Joey Ash's kitten. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm gonna DM Joey. We need to talk about this kin. <laughs> Remember, I I got a water bottle and sprayed it. The poor thing. I would be constantly but fucking then, spraying but it. But then it just got out of hand because I wonder one what time ever came of that kitten. One time you were laying, you were literally laying on the couch with a blanket up and everything, and it started hiding. From it, it started in the kitchen, <laughs> and it took. I mean, it was just a little tiny thing, but it was, it was just like really it was tiny. in the Olympics, and it just went flying and just pounced right on your face and i know you were like oh and i'm allergic yeah i'm not a cat person so we gave I'm it back not. i understand why people are i get it and no other... i do i do i've i've become fond of cats oh you're fond of them yeah yeah i am okay. fond of them i think they're funny <laughs> you know any personally well i did and she was a biatch <laughs> You got slapped by a cat once, didn't Right you? in my face. <laughs> Snuck me. I was coming from one room to another. That cat was just on the back of that couch. Jumped in the air. It had to be with its left paw. Whacked me right across the face. Oh, it was the left paw. And I'm like, you... I'm like, your cat just smacked me in the face. And she's like, she's so mean. <laughs> Warn someone. Clearly Yo, this cat has My done cat this is before. violent. <laughs> But when I told my son, he's like, no, no, no. Not yeah, not princess. No, no, what's her name? Lily. Yeah. Not Lily. Yeah, yeah Lily little, did it. Yeah, his sweet little princess, Lily. Mm-hmm. No. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That's yeah. really that was funny. But I do. I do think cats are funny. I think they're smart. They're very devious. Are they afraid of cucumbers? Isn't that a thing? They are afraid of cucumbers. Like a whole... And I think uh, yogurt makes them throw up. Really? They regurgitate. Yeah. But people do that. They put different food in their face and they play these games with these cats on things that they know the cats can't stand. And then they... No, that's why... You're going to give these cats trust issues. But that's probably why these cats are smacking people. I had a mask (laughs) on my face and Kimmy had a mask on her face. We both had towels on our head. Lily must have been thinking, who the fuck are you and what did you do to my mom? Pop! (laughs) Pop you right in the face. Mm -hmm. That's pretty funny. That's why I don't fuck with cats. Can't trust them. But they're going to give... See, those video trends... Well, I mean, I guess it's one thing when you're with a cat, but some of the video trends that people do with their kids... I don't like them. I don't know how I feel about it. Did you see the most recent one? I'm so on the fence about this one. One of the recent ones was telling your kids that you had to go fight somebody and that you needed them to come in case they brought their son or daughter. And I did see some that, like, were funny... But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what message, like, is this? What are we promoting like, what here? What do we think? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did find some funny. Um, I found some kids where they were just like, nah, no. I'm too small. Yeah, where the kids' morals were like right on the one. Yeah. I swear I saw one and she's like, on a Sunday? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just saw one today and the little girl was like, you don't need me. I'm just little, but Grandpa, Grandpa's stronger than you. <laughs> Grandpa can help you. He's like, Grandpa's stronger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's, everybody's stronger than you except for me. And I was like, dude, this just went south on you. This must not have been what you this were planning. This is not what you were planning. Yeah. Little lady just kicked his ass. Your kids are so funny, though. How do you feel, though, about people... I mean, obviously, it's one thing when you're just posting your kids on your your social media. But how do you feel about, like, the bigger accounts that basically they have a following because of their children? I I don't like that. I feel like that's exploiting the children. And I feel like 
So I have to tell you, this is a big conversation on TikTok. Okay. See, I'm not on TikTok. There is a child uh, right now that's being exploited, and the mother's account is blown up, and her name is Ren. Okay. Um, but they're saying that they are they're tracking and they're finding how many grown men. It's like a toddler, a two year old little girl. You know, what I mean, if she's in a bathing suit or in a diaper, what and the they're hell? founding how many grown men have saved this little girl's account, and it's the amount is erroneous. What are the videos like? Is the child she's just, interacting, or they're just pictures? Just sometimes they're just pictures, but the comments they'll make, and they're trying to expose these men, but they're saying to mom, "Stop!" Yeah, and she's not. I think it's a very... But you'll never get those pictures back. Right. No, they're out there now. I think it's a very sticky line, you know, because the child isn't consenting to a life online. They're not consenting to have their every move. They didn't say, like, yes, you can show everyone a video of me crying or me making a fool of myself, you know? Like, kids are people. You know what (laughs) else I don't like? And I remember... uh, Big Paul doing it to Paul, throwing a cake in someone's face. Their, their I don't birthday like that cakes. either. Did you guys do that at your wedding? Did you Nothing do the cake? Nothing aggressive. No. No, because I, I figured I would have got my fucking ass beat the I don't next understand day. that tradition. If I embarrassed him. Well, you're, you're technically supposed to feed it to yes, each other, Yes, you're supposed right? to feed it. And then someone must have got out of control. I don't know if it was Adam or Eve. <laughs> <laughs> um, and cake got shoved. And then it became and a then thing. a stupid tradition. That probably started a lot of fights. Yeah, so many traditions are so dumb. Girl. That's Judgy. One. What else? I am judgy. Tell me. Don't even get me started on tell wedding me, traditions. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. I don't really understand any of them. Like, with the garter and the flat, why? Why do we do that? I think the garter... I don't know. I don't know why we do it. <laughs> I don't know why we do it. I mean, we've already touched on so much of the wedding stuff doesn't even makes sense oh girl i don't even want to look but i remember being like if you're gonna have a traditional wedding you have to do traditional things and now i'm like stupid fucking cares i look back now and i'm like i spent so much money Mm, i can only imagine you know yeah waste (laughs) really i mean you guys were already here i didn't need to go through that (laughs) true i didn't want to true there is a lot of you know yeah i don't I've always said that I could do without a marriage. You know, if I was in a committed relationship with someone and I knew that we had the same goals and the same expectations out of life, I don't think I would need that. But I understand that there are some financial benefits and, you know, things like that. Sometimes there's not. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it can be a drain. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. speaking of that, like, how do you feel about prenups? I watch a lot of reality TV, of course, so I see a lot of mixed feelings about prenups. I say, um... It really depends on the circumstances, It, but I agree with a, pe- a prenup. I do, too. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't either. You, know, you both and establish think... where you are when you start. You know what I mean? And you that is yours. what's going to happen. That is yours. You establish what you have when you start. That is yours. If both are working, you make, you make that decision. Those That's where these communi- the communication and the questions yeah. come along. Things I never did. I yeah. didn't ask any questions except, what's your name? <laughs> That's sure, all it took? No, I, no, I don't think I made the first. I don't, I, no, I didn't have the first conversation with either of them. Have you ever made the first move? Yeah. Like out in public? Yeah. What'd you do? I just walked up and 
I don't know, asked, I don't know, can I buy you a drink or something? I've oh, been turned progressive. down. But I, really? Yeah. You've been turned down, like, offering to buy a drink? I don't think offering to buy a drink, but probably with online dating. Oh, for sure. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean... I don't get flirted with, though. Like, a, in general? In you don't general. get, like, approached, you mean? Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember you saying that a lot, even when you used to go out to bars and Mm-mm. stuff and hang with your girlfriends. Mm-mm. You said, pe- like, men just don't... They don't approach ...approach me. you. I don't know what it is. I mean, anyone can approach anyone, but I don't know what vibe it is with who gets approached. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have that vibe. Maybe you weren't putting off enough pheromones. I don't know. Lucky me. Probably. Lucky me. Probably. I know. I was thinking about that earlier about when I did online. I'd be more broke. (laughs) Online dating when I was younger and how I used to never say what I was actually thinking or feeling because I'd be like, what if they don't like me? And I just laughed so hard at how far I've come. And now I'm like, I don't give a fuck if anybody likes me. Like, I care so little but I remember a time in my life where I cling I mean even it was evident in my last long-term relationship he treated me so badly and I was clinging to it you know I was like god forbid god forbid he doesn't still want to be in a relationship with me and it's like he fucking sucks but it's so wild and I'm sure I've said this so many times to come so far from that and be looking at it from a different angle and I just want that I remember going through that you know and doing the online dating and then wondering does he like me you know will he call me will he text me and then I'm not sure I think it might have been you or we watched something and it got turned around more like do you want him to call you I know do you really want to talk to him and then you're like no. Not so much. Yeah, so that was enlightening. I think... You know, and now, if if and when I start dating again, that's what... I'll I'll leave that situation saying, do you want to see him again? Right. Not, does he want to see me again? Right. Because it doesn't matter if he wants to see me again. Has to... How do I feel? How do I... Exactly. That I think so many women are conditioned to worry about how others feel and they immediately minimize or back burner their own feelings. You know, like, look even at motherhood mm-hmm. or being a wife. Mm-hmm. No one says, like, like the jokes of being a husband, like, oh, you're giving up sex, which is so fucking stupid, right? The, the idea that marriages happen and then sex stops. If you have a healthy sex life in your relationship, you're more than likely going to continue to have a, a healthy sex life. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to communicate, you're going to be able to fix anything that pops even up. Even when children come along. Even when children come along, of course, things are going to get more difficult, you know, but Mm -hmm. you find a way if you really do have that interest and you have that, you know, that chemistry. But of course, I just talked myself off into the abyss. Oh, where was I even going? I'm always. Oh, so women are conditioned to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, women are like. You're going to have to give up your time. You're going to have to give up your career in some instances. You have to give up your last name. You're probably going to give up your home and move into his. Like, I know we're getting to a place where a lot of that is shifting, but it's hard for me to understand how women can look at that and not realize the imbalance. Uh, because they're conditioned, and this has been happening for centuries. I know. I think it's you so... You know what I mean? Um poor and i feel sorry for women well i think it's interesting though because they try to paint the picture that this is new Mm -mm. that women wanting out is new women wanting independence is new women waiting for the right man is new like women holding men accountable but 
we didn't have any options before. You know, it wasn't until the late 70s that women were even able to get credit cards. Right. Or get anything in their own name. So they had to stay in these relationships. You don't know that all those women were in love and were making it work and were having proper communication. I mean, based off statistics and what we're looking at, the type of a chunk of men that have evolved, it's clear, you know, that there was an imbalance. Absolutely. And there's still an imbalance. Oh, there's still an imbalance. I mean, I don't know how you completely turn the like shift the tide on something like that i just don't know I don't if it's either. even possible how do you even attack these things that are you know systemic i i really don't know i don't know i think we're moving in the right direction i hope i think um holding everybody accountable for january 6th mm. you know what i mean yeah Um, I just think accountability in general, even smaller, like in our own lives, you know, we bounce back to Jeanette McCurdy and her honesty in her book about the truth of who her mother was. And she didn't, you know, buckle under the pressure to only say nice things about this person because this person is dead. Right. And I think that happens a lot. I think someone passes away and then people choose, oh, well, their story's buried now. But those bad things that they did, they carry on. To other people. Only their story the is pain buried. pain lives on. Her story is not buried until she buries it. Right. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so proud of her, and I'm very excited to read it. I'm a little nervous to read about the things she suffered at the hands of the Nickelodeon producer. Yeah, I can um, see that. I would drop his name if I remembered it, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to drop a random one. I get, I get that. <laughs> But he was apparently the same producer that was on all that, the Amanda show, Keenan and Kel. So, I mean, these are shows from my childhood. And then I look at Amanda Bynes and the shit that happened to her, and I'm like, My feeling is, if it happened to Jeanette... Oh, but absolutely. She wasn't the only one. No, she wasn't the only one. She wasn't the only one. I mean, we look at, like I said, Amanda Bynes Mm -hmm. and the spiral that she went off some of these child actors and they're just not protected Mm -hmm. and it's so scary it is scary it's really interesting so i watched you know well you know this boy meets world is one of my all-time favorite shows and they recently started a podcast called pod meets world where the characters um the actors who play topanga sean and eric so will fredell Ryder strong and danielle fischel they have come back and they talk about each episode and it's super interesting because you hear them talk about the episode and you know what the episode was like for them watching it but you also get to hear the other side of what it was like as an actor as a child being expected to perform um having to work when you weren't feeling good you know having to kiss on set when you've never kissed before um the way that they would change the script at the last minute and you think back to the 90s they said the people that were running them the scripts you know were driving all night all over la dropping off actual printed paper oh my god you know because times were so imagine the stress though different uh, that age trying to do all of that and you have to please everybody right you know and if you don't get the part what's going to happen when you get home you know yeah. Wow. It's a lot of pressure. 
And if you get the part, can you keep the part? You know, can you maintain? Can Mm -hmm. you continue to perform? And at the same time, you're going to school and then you think of all the things that they were exposed to, you know, like think about Drew Barrymore. She was a young teenager when she was in rehab. Like, (laughs) yeah, her life was derailed so quickly and she's so beautiful and wonderful and talented. And she was around all those adults adults, and and nobody nobody was looking looking out for her. I mean, oh, this is we used to be Dane Cook fans. Like yeah. we loved his stand up and now the truth I really had no idea. I genuinely had no fucking idea. But he just got engaged. He's in his fifties. He just got engaged to his eighteen year old fiance, like as soon been as she fucking turned eighteen. And somebody went back into his Instagram and investigated and found pictures of, you know, up and coming actresses, Joey King being one of them, that were at parties of his at fourteen and fifteen years old. Yeah. Like that is wild. It is wild, and it's it, scary. It, it, and it and it's not okay. Who's protecting? Like, I don't They're understand. Not, no yeah. one's protecting them. Yeah, like this is the fucking grooming to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Like not mm-hmm. fucking, mm-hmm. not fucking Girl, drag queen started. brunch. <laughs> don't get me started. I will. Matt Gates is out there. Oh, sorry. Him and all the other freaking idiots. Oh yeah, there's a list. Him and all the other motherfuckers. If there's, you want to, in the words of Beto. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to fucking Beto O'Rourke today, man, and every day. Talk about big dick energy. Nobody should laugh during a speech like that. Yeah, and then yeah. and then I'm reading, oh, well, the, he, he explained the AR-15 wrong. Shut up. So that's funny? Shut up. No, the, the only th- reason you'd laugh at that is because you're like, oh, what an idiot. I know so much better than you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're a pompous, arrogant yeah. asshole, you know, but, like... Wrong, the point wrong that time. they yeah the point wrong that time. they right because that gun represents those children that died their yeah. lives yeah. yeah it's just yeah and mean wicked people yeah so Beta O'Rourke hell yeah and fuck you Abbott man when he what didn't he just um he wants to defund any city in Texas that chooses to try and defund their police I think so you're embarrassing. How fucking embarrassing. Like, after what just took place, ugh. Yo, Texas is... What a mess. Texas Sorry, y'all. Anyone... Our listeners in Texas, I'd imagine if you're... for you. Yeah, if you're still around on episode 24, I'd imagine you agree with us. Texas, are you okay? (laughs) Blink twice. For real, though. For real. So, I'm happy that Beta was running. And even more so, I'm happy that Olivia's right there with him. Yeah. girl. Girl. Come on. 19 years old. She's 19, and she she can speak. You know yeah. what I mean? I listen so to her. So she's the young woman that Matt Gates Was it Matt Gates? Yeah. He had made fun of her appearance, um, implying that she would never need an abortion, right? Mm-hmm. That she has no reason to be upset about it because mm-hmm. of her physical appearance. She would never need an abortion, which I think we've I've mentioned before, the implication that you have to be, first of all, we don't even have to get into it. I don't even have to speak on it. We know that what he said was so fucking stupid. It was. And he's so uneducated mm-hmm. and... He's a misogynistic, narcissistic... Yeah. Anyway, she turned that pain into fucking dollar signs. She did. She raised so much money for um, abortion, abortion care. Funds, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for every dollar that comes in... It just goes down the line and goes to yep, all the to states. different states. Every state. And you then can it just... watch it. You can see all the receipts. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. She's So her amazing. and Beto are going to help turn Texas around. They need it. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of you. We're thinking of you, Texas. Yeah, the they, good ones, yeah. at least. 
Texas tells their people, you can't use your air between two and eight. <laughs> okay. They also I don't told know the people, that's... like, sorry, y'all are frozen. We're going to Cancun. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a mess. It is a mess. What a mess. <laughs> well, happy Friday, y'all. We hope you had oh, a good right. time. Thank you for listening to us, really. Thank you. I got you. a little confused, though. But I, I said, like, happy Friday. Friday. It's Friday. I It'll be Friday tomorrow. for them. You're right. But I got a little worked up thinking I had off tomorrow. Yeah, it's their Friday. <laughs> happy Friday, so. everybody. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review. It is how you help us grow. We're really having a good time. This is, it's fun. Even though we hang out all the time, this is like therapy. This is a whole different thing. It's, it is. It's cool. It's really fun. Oh, oh wait, real quick. Sorry, hold your pee in for one more second. A couple more seconds. Um, next week's episode. Oh, yeah. As long as no schedule mishaps pop up, Gina Cipriani from the Heart Shaped Red Flags episode will be back. My good friend Gina, she had sworn off men and booze and she did. all things trouble. This will be I her six-month check-in. We'll find out mm-hmm. how she how she handled all that, what's going on now, get a little update, and I'm sure we will. Um, Gina and I have so much in common when it comes to men, so we'll swap some fun stories. Mm-mm-mm. Can't wait to talk to her. It'll be really fun. Um, so make sure you tune into that. Thank you for listening. Bye. We'll talk to you next week.